Hello and welcome to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. In these podcasts, in 10 minutes or less, we bring you into the heart and mind of a poet. In today's episode, Louis de Puer. My name is Louis de Puer. I'm an Irish language poet. I'm from Cork originally, but living now on the edge of the Connemara Gaeltacht. Tarman, the Horacha Agus Eusebio. Tam Marmer, who flourished a mile show, who in a cosign, dienta, than Loch Vaughan. Temple Cafe at our rear, like Turgin, Mana, or Imigain. Ilair Gugunche and Vortiri Hain, na er a grown, who will cush elephant face, a close lasmo, who will rean the Hiasachta, er a ganoid huata. A lowering she, a frihail ter winter na haite. Chulin she, ho maul is dama cruskalan a umperike er a kaun. A suil, stiduil, a tashtel, o rinne godinet and slua. Grianarig a voor, a rayon a gnock ood howl. Er a skylan os mohoir, ta fair bale fui er ruach na haun. Ta tealen a yarager is breached a gar. Lalaiv Katige Hargroma inina, Marvidish Shinte Kashtine, Sasaura Bui. Nenar Huladar and Radio are all, Nafadanish, Gulyahik and Lakairs, Gudrimoig and Talov, Gulyag for Nafali, Tatoko going adring, Sandrurud, Tatacht. Tan picture Hobbyo, Gudurf and Laur, Gravator the Live Hina, Hargromplan a dee. Is in Rio Grande, Gouling Nahar Achrehe, is a Ralish, a Ganoint Huata, the Vare is the Hu, Gultra Fehev, Leshain, is a Inim Raun, Imalia, Hogal, a Marmor, where will ban a Freheilt, Gokuin, or Gachstroin chair, da Dagan Huhi, a Lorak Tarman, on Dinan, a Gree on Dinan, a Vadern on Varege. Sadora Gurt Gantoring Sanctuary Marble is so plentiful here, the footpaths are made of white stone around a cafe run by an immigrant woman, a solid citizen from elsewhere. She and the tree with the elephant's foot in the square outside seem untroubled by the fact there are traces of some other place thick dialect she speaks as she serves the locals. She walks as slowly as though she had a full pitcher on her head as her majestic eyes travel from face to face in the crowd to the ocean that's miles away over the crest of those mountains. On the screen in front of me there's a man in a red t-shirt and short pants face down beside the river. One arm around his daughter as though they were stretched on a beach on a perfect summer's day. Had they not heard the radio declare it won't be long now till the ice melts and the earth dries, till the walls we've built between us and whatever evil lies ahead are toppled. The picture is so real you'd swear you could reach out across the flood and the Rio Grande. Shake him by the shoulder and tell him in the thick dialect of your eyes and hands they're waiting for him and 
his brown daughter in a town white as marble where a woman is patiently waiting on every stranger who comes looking for respite from the strange weather of the human heart the length and breadth of Ireland away from the sea its salt tears without frontiers One of the more fundamental experiences of my life was being an immigrant and then an immigrant and realising that the two things are not the same at all, uh, that you leave an immigrant from a particular place where you still have certain rights and certain a certain sense of entitlement. And while you're in the air, you're turned into this thing called an immigrant and uh, you arrive in another country where you're treated as as alien, I suppose. And I lived for nearly 10 years in Australia and um, we arrived in the middle of the night into Melbourne Airport with two small children and everything we could carry with us in big uh, bags. I'm not sure what they were made of. They weren't quite plastic, but they weren't much more than that. And very quickly I got into an argument with a taxi driver who was refusing to take all the bags to where we were going to live and um, we weren't getting very far really and I was getting irritated and he was getting irritated and then he realised that uh, we, we, we were coming to stay and he said oh you're an immigrant it's the first time anybody had ever, I'd, I'd never heard anybody use the word before. And the obvious answer to that would be, no, no, I'm, I'm Irish. We go where we like and we're always welcome and you'd hardly know we're here. And sure, yeah, we're great crack. Um, and I realised immediately that was a good thing for him because he'd been an immigrant as well. So he put all the bags into the car, which was against the law and stopped at a shop along the way, turned the meter off so we could get food for the baby. So... I suppose ever since then, I've been conscious that my own, a formative part of my own experience is the experience of being made welcome somewhere else as an immigrant. And I came back to Ireland in the late 90s and not terribly long after that, there was a kind of a surge in immigration into Ireland. And I thought we dealt with the whole thing very badly. I thought our government behaved disgracefully. And I thought that as a people collectively, we behaved shamefully when we changed the constitution to ensure that a person would not be an Irish citizen by right of birth in the country. I think that's uh, still a blemish on our record as a sovereign people and a republic. So it's continued to be a big issue for me. And... I suppose in that poem, you know, our, our capacity to sustain empathy and indignation over a period of time is not great. So when we initially saw images of people in danger of drowning coming across dangerous waters, we were all appalled by all of that. Um, they stopped us. They stopped showing and publishing those images very shortly after that. Uh, is another aspect of that. But then there was a, an image of um, a man who had drowned coming across from Mexico into the US, and that stopped us all in our tracks for probably about a day or so. And I, I thought it was the most extraordinary 
image and it should have been like many of the other images we've seen recently online and elsewhere it should have been an image that changed the world but it didn't and i think it's the big question and the big moral issue of our time i just when i was reading the point there i also was trying to work out why i had references in there to climate change because there's a bit of that there as well and Thing about climate change is that so much of it is beyond us, uh, and yet there's a huge amount of tension, ethical and political and economic, around it. Um, but the two things are connected the story of migration and sustainability uh, are connected. But the big difference is we actually can do something about migration. And just kind of coming back to, to the writing of it then, like, it, it's quite a, a long poem. So, like, do the ideas just kind of, you're, like, accordion out like, uh, as, as, you're, as you're moving forward? Or well, how does that happen for you generally? So, I, I, I imagine many of the people you've interviewed on this series say the same thing. Uh, I, I had no idea where that poem was going. Uh, the poem declared itself over a reasonably, well, over several months, I would say. Um, the initial image was in my head and it was very, very strong. I had visited my daughter who was living in Andalusia in Spain at the time. And she was living in a, a village called Olula, where it is the case that the marble is so plentiful there that the streets are made of marble. Like, it's the cheapest material there. And I thought there was something entirely magical about that and there was a cafe there with a, a, a woman who appeared to be immigrant seemed more south american than spanish and then of course there's a peculiar a particular relationship between spain and uh, south america there's a colonial relationship there as well so i was kind of very taken by the idea of being in this extraordinary place where the whiteness of the marble contrasted with the colour of the woman's skin and there was something very exotic about the place. It was a very hot place. And I, I, I'd written up that, but I didn't know I didn't know where it was going. And it took a while before it linked up to the image of the man drowning, going across um, the border into America. And yeah, it's it just. I suppose it's like each poem is its own tuning fork, and it has to set a note for you. Um, but it, the note it doesn't sound at all initially, um, and then it doesn't become clear for quite some time. But then at some stage, some things start to chime, and you realise that's the note, and you try and find a way to follow that. And I'm very slow with these things usually, so it, it very often takes me a long time. And I find that whereas I was writing much, much shorter poems uh, early on in my time writing poems, the poems have got a bit longer and there's a bit more room to bring in maybe more than one note. And uh, I, I like that, uh, not least because it, it, it gives me more material to physically move around the place um I, I envy sometimes 
painters that they have this material that they can put on a canvas and they can physically mix it and then they can see what it looks like. And, you know, I, I feel like in a way, if you have enough words on the page that you can scratch out or move around or put beside each other in different ways, that might be approaching what visual artists do. So if you have a lot of words and a slightly longer, larger structure, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable now than I used to be with the idea that something like that might take you months to resolve. But it, it nearly always eventually tells you what it's trying to say. That's part of the fun, I suppose, as well. Uh, could you read it again? Sure, yeah. Great. Okay. Terman. The Horacha Agaseo Sebio. Tamarmer Hofluershoch Hermalisho, Guna Kosain Dienta den Glochvon, Timpel Cafe at our rear, Ikturgin Mana on Imigain. Bilair Gugunche en Vortiri Hain, Narn Grong will cush elephant face a close last mo, will rean the Hiasachta, Ergonoint Huata, a lowering she. A frihail der winter na heute. Chulenshi, homaul, is dann noch kruskalan a umperike er a kaun. A suil, stoiduil, a tashto, o rinne, gundinne den slua, gudinarige vur, harayan, gnock uld haul. Er a skylan os machoir, ta fair bale fui er vruch na haun. Ta tilen yarager, is brisht a gar. La live katige her rome inine, marvedish shinte kostrine, se saura bui. Nin our hulater on radio a raw, nach fadanish, gulyahik and yakair, is kudrimoi guntalov. Gulyag for the fali, the tatok going adering, some drodot to tacht. On picture, hobdo. Gudurfan Lior, Gurveder de Loy, Vahina, Har Romplin and Dealen, is a Rio Grande, Gueling on Aher, a Hreha, is a Ralish, a Ganoint, Huata, the Vare is the Hul, Gwilter Fev, Lesh Hain, is a Inin Raun, a Malia, Hogal, a Marmor, where will ban the Frehoil to Kuin, a Gastroin chair, Da Dagan Hui, a Lord of Tarman, on Dinan. Agree on dinner. If I dare non varigan, it's a door of gurt, gantoring. Sanctuary. Marble is so plentiful here, the footpaths are made of white stone, around a cafe run by an immigrant woman, a solid citizen from elsewhere. She and the tree with the elephant's foot in the square outside seem untroubled by the fact there are traces of some other place in the thick dialect she speaks as she serves the locals. She walks as slowly as though she had a full picture on her head as her majestic eyes travel from face to face in the crowd to the ocean that is miles away over the crest of those mountains. The screen in front of me There's a man in a red t-shirt and short pants, face down beside the river. One arm around his daughter, as though they were stretched on a beach on a perfect summer's day. 
You've not heard the radio declare it won't be long now till the ice melts and the earth dries, till the walls we've built between us and whatever evil lies ahead are toppled. The picture is so real you'd swear you could reach out across the flood and the Rio Grande, shake him by the shoulder and tell him in the thick dialect of your eyes and hands they're waiting for him his brown daughter in a town white as marble where a woman is patiently waiting on every stranger who comes looking for respite from the strange weather of the human heart the length and breadth of Ireland away from the sea with salt tears without frontiers Thank you for listening to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to spread the word. Send a message in a bottle, tell your friends in the pub, or write to us on Twitter at Fingal Poetry. The Fingal Poetry Festival takes place in North County Dublin every September. And to find out more about the festival and to purchase tickets, please visit FingalPoetryFestival.com Kindly supported by Fingal County Council and the Arts Council Capacity Support Building Scheme. Thank you for listening.